In this episode of Doing the Best We Can, I answer a question from a listener who is a new stay-at-home dad. I also draw out a really intense analogy between an underwater freediver and the challenges and pressures of parenting. We talk about vulnerability and community support, urging fellow stay-at-home parents like our listener to reach out to his own rescue divers. It's really an analogy-filled week. Here we go. Welcome to Doing the Best We Can with Eddie Hoffholtz. We, we hope, hope you enjoy, enjoy the show. <laughs> thank you very much, Eve and Lucy. And thank you so much for being here on a brand new episode of Doing the Best We Can with Eddie Koffeltz. Okay, uh, first off, there is construction happening in my house. And because you are just joining me today in my house where I just finished writing, you are now going to hear the construction as well. So if you hear hammers and things, <laughs> sorry. Not that kind of show. I'm leaving it in. So uh, welcome to my construction-filled home. Uh, welcome to the podcast. I'm Eddie. If you have never heard this, this is a uh, a time where I share just something that has been on my mind. I write an essay about it, share it via a newsletter that went out this morning, and then I take that newsletter and I podcast it. Um, sometimes we add some more to it, which we will be doing today in our second section of the show that's called The Free Skate. The Free Skate usually is anything I want, but today we get to hear from Andy Buckwalter. Uh, Andy is uh, just a really kind man and a stay-at-home parent, and he uh, kind of follows up the question that you're about to hear with some very practical advice and some thoughts about being a stay-at-home parent. So uh, listen, if you're not a stay-at-home parent, don't be like, oh, this isn't my week. Uh, this show and this week was intentionally very much written, like both with a stay-at-home parent in mind and really for all of us in mind. Um, so I hope you will, I hope you'll stay with me. Um, don't, don't tune out just because it's about parents. We're all in this together and I think it's good to learn. Uh, the show is live. I talk about that every week. Uh, so there's that. All right. Last thing, real quick before we start. So many of you have filled out the podcast survey. I cannot tell you how helpful it has been already just to receive that input from you to understand a little bit more about who you are, what you like about the show, what isn't working about the show. Um, just some really interesting and also really flattering responses and also people sharing a little bit about their lives. So um, if you have not filled out the podcast survey yet, there is a big bold link here in the show notes. It is a completely selfish ask. I don't have anything to give you. There is no <laughs> reward or drawing. It's just something that will help me and help the That Sounds Fun network really understand uh, how we can best be serving you, right? Because we, we need to sell advertising on the show for it to continue to exist, all of that kind of stuff. And so uh, this survey helps us a lot. So thank you for doing that. All right. I think we're good with the intro. Let's uh, dive in now to our kind of main thoughts for this week. Hear that? There's the hammer. Oh well. Issue 40. When you get below 50 meters, turn around. <laughs> All right, here's a question from a reader. I just recently became a stay-at-home dad after an 11-year career in higher education. I've got kids ages 11, 8, 6, and 3 months. Holy smokes. Hence the stay-at-home thing. Wondering... Any advice to make the most of this time at home with my kids? Like specifics, though. I know they're special and I should enjoy every moment and that they go fast and I should soak it up and have fun, etc., etc. But really looking for specific advice. Thanks, man. And here's my response. Professor Playdate, 
Brianne, my wife, recently went out of town. And when mama's away, it's time for this dad to play. Woot woot. Play, of course, defined as I send the kids to bed early and watch documentaries deep into the night. It's a wild time, my dude. So during this film festival, film festival for one, Netflix suggested an algorithmically perfect documentary for me. The Deepest Breath. By the way, there was no way I was going to make it through that sentence. Nobody can say algorithmically perfect documentary for me. The Deepest Breath. All right, here's the tagline. A champion, Alessia Zucchini, and an expert safety diver, Stephen Keenan, seem destined for one another. Despite different paths taken, they meet at the pinnacle of the freediving world, experiencing the thrilling rewards and inescapable risks of chasing dreams through the depths of the ocean. Bravo, Netflix AI. This film was in the vein of the heart-pounding, emotional, psychologically curious, and Oscar-winning Free Solo. The Deepest Breath was a beautiful journey into the complex relationship between a human's quest to ascend or descend into that which nature has kept private for so long. In this case, it's through the journey of Alessia, Alessia, yeah, Alessia Zucchini's quest to be a record-setting freediver, which she currently is, and her trainer, lover, and safety coordinator, Stephen Keenan. I won't spoil, I, I, yeah, I won't spoil it for you, but it is a heart-stopping film. And so, alone in my den with my wife away, the kids sleeping upstairs and the cat passed out on my lap, I found myself captivated by the journey of Alessia and Stephen. I was considering that what you so kindly shared, Professor Playdate. In fact, it was during Alessia's description of what it's like to dive straight down into the depths of the ocean to a depth of over 100 meters that I began to think about what you've embarked on in becoming a stay-at-home parent. Here's what I remember about the free dive. First, we see Alessia floating above the water. She's got a small neck floaty on that's keeping her body in the water, but her head above water. She is, uh, she's very still and her breathing is concentrated. I assume she's taking in a bunch of air because, you know, there's not a lot of air underwater. What's important to note here is that she isn't alone. In fact, she's floating right next to a small barge thing that seems to be designed for this sport. There are medical personnel aboard, more on that later, people swimming everywhere, photographers, onlookers, and a bunch of other divers, both with and without scuba gear. On the surface of the water, Alessia's free dive attempt looks much more like an X Games event. Then there's an audible countdown. Alessia takes one more breath, and down she goes. Under the water, a long, sturdy line runs from that barge straight down to the depths of the ocean. Alessia will be loosely tethered to this line and will follow it down and back up. Hopefully. As she begins her descent, the water is blue, and there are emergency divers around her. She swims with a big mermaid tail that has no fun mermaid embellishments on it. It's just a black monofin. She moves purposefully, neither fast nor slow. It's hard to imagine swimming straight down faster, but it's also hard to tell from the footage how quickly she's descending. It's much more like watching a dolphin than a person. Then the water gets dark. At this point, the lovely music fades out, and Alessia's voiceover comes in. She begins to share what happens in these moments, below the 50 meters line. Note, the deep end of a pool is usually 8 meters deep. She says that everything becomes very quiet and very dark. She begins to feel the pressure building on her lungs. And what I found to be the most chilling reality is that she doesn't have to swim anymore, because the pressure of the ocean has essentially grabbed her and is now pulling her down. Perfect. That's the construction. 
The pressure of the ocean is essentially grabbed her and is now pulling her down, down, down. She is as straight as a pencil now, and she's moving quickly. There is only darkness and pressure. Finally, if she can make it, she arrives at her predetermined depth where she finds a hanging tag waiting for her. She grabs the tag, which she'll later present to the judges to prove that she made it, and then the real work begins, ascending. Now Alessia is making very measured strokes as she fights back against the ocean that is still attempting to pull her down. She climbs and climbs, now having already been under the water for over two minutes. Can you imagine? Try holding your breath for two minutes and then pretend the pressure of the ocean is pushing your chest and shrinking your lung capacity down to a fraction of what it was at sea level. But she keeps climbing through pressure, blackness, and the cold. Then the water gets blue again, and finally people start to emerge in the distance. Some of the rescue divers, who are also accomplished free divers, uh, and are thus holding their breath, have timed it out and are waiting for her at around the 50 meter mark. So if she makes it that far, a human is there in case she passes out. By the way, these divers pass out all the time. Like in the course of her diving six times during a competition, she passed out three of those times. The rescue divers, observing that she was passing out, grasped her by the head to close her airway to prevent her from drowning and lifted her to the surface. The X Games crowd is still there and they're barely phased by seeing a person essentially die underwater and get revived. Even over, even over the course of the documentary, I was totally used to seeing divers clock out and be brought back to life. All in a day's dive, I suppose. When Alessia makes it to the surface, if she doesn't pass out and if she does have the tag in her possession, the dive is a, is a success. If not, well, there's always tomorrow. And so, Professor Playdate, as I watched this documentary and thought of you, I realized that I only have one piece of advice. Because you're right. Enjoy every moment is pithy and better served on a patented wooden plank <laughs> in your mom's kitchen. Furthermore, I don't sense that you're looking for cute little truisms like only always pack snacks, apologize to your kids, take me time, etc. You've been in the parenting game for a while. You need something more. So here's why I thought of you. When you get below 50 meters and you feel the pressure of parenting pulling you down, turn the hell around. Swim up towards the barge and find the rescue divers. Ask for help and let them resuscitate you if and when you've passed out. There is no honor in being tough and gritting through the pressure. We only survive when we're not alone. We need a community of people to help us do the hard things. And Professor Playdate, what you're doing is Alessia Zucchini level hard. Your kids and my kids don't need a parent who can hold their breath and fight the ocean. They need a parent who is vulnerable enough and smart enough to allow the community to surround them as they thrive in the blue water. Okay, well, welcome to the Free Skate. Thank you for listening to those thoughts. Um, and if you were on Instagram this week, um, or Thread, because that's so hot right now, but if you were on Instagram or Thread, uh, you saw that I put out kind of an on-call like, hey, are there any stay-at-home dads out there that would be up for joining me on the Free Skate this week? And I heard from Andy. Andy, who is on the, I was going to say phone, but it's not. You're on the internet right now. Andy, hello. Hey, thanks for having me. Great yeah. to be here. Yeah, dude. And you sound, we started to talk about this and then I was like, no, 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 we got to stop. But you sound amazing. And that is because <laughs> you are also a podcaster. 
Yes, yeah, yeah. My brother and I uh, have started a podcast. Uh, it's called The Bro and the Nerd. Uh, it's a fi- <laughs> it's a fitness podcast. I'm the bro, for those of you wondering. <laughs> it's great. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, so we've been at that for a little while. Uh, yeah, hoping to maybe do some more podcasting in the future. But yeah, I already have the mic, so glad it sounds nice and clear. So, okay, so the fitness podcast. Tell me, uh, tell, tell me about this. The <laughs> tell me, tell me what you and your brother are talking about. Because I love having my brother on the show, and I, every part of me wants to start a. We would never start a fitness podcast, but tell me what you guys are doing. No, that's that was the whole point. Is like we we would just like sit around and and laugh about fitness things that we saw funny on the internet and so we were just like should we start a, should we start a podcast and he's like qualified he's a personal trainer so he has oh. like actual content so it, it's called the bro and the nerd he's kind of a nerd and my i have just kind of this bro science experience in the gym and so we just mostly it's us just laughing and talking but our, our whole thing is feel good look good in that order that's kind of our tagline so uh prioritizing health prioritizing even even mental health even just uh things that are really good for you feeling good first uh, and then if we're doing those things right, ideally the physique that we want will follow. Uh, so that's, but it, it's mostly us just having a great time. <laughs> Dude, I'm all kinds of convicted this morning by what you just said. So we will listen, bro and the nerd, Andy Buckwalter and his brother. What's your brother's name? Or Clayton just, Buckwalter. Yeah. Clayton the nerd. Okay, we got it. <laughs> that's right. Um, okay, and so you and I know each other through Leanne, your wife, but okay, how did this come about? Because this was just like an Instagram all call. (laughs) And I was like, "Uh, does anybody want to be on my podcast? Um, And here you are. So how do Leanne and I, how do do we all know each other? Uh, So Leanne and a group of her friends came to a what do you call it? A show, a live yeah, yeah, podcast, like a live whatever podcast. it was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, with, it was you and Annie F downs. Uh, and they all, they made these t-shirts, uh, these, uh, bye buddy t-shirts. Know, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, uh, she, she says that you guys made eye contact at one point at least. Oh, God. Um, so a, isn't that a, it was all during COVID which made my, oh, that's right. which made that entire, it was like, really, it was like post COVID, but still close enough that we were like, we're going to shut down the tour if we get sick. Um, and so I was there that one night. And so everybody, I was like waving from a stage and then like shuffled back into a, like a, a chamber right. <laughs> that was clean. And then I was in my car and gone. Um, yes. But I mean, it's not like I don't remember because who in the, the world ever makes shirts with something you just say at the end of a <laughs> call right. and there they are. So um, to, to make eye contact and now to speak with the bro is just a, a okay. <laughs> so really to the point of today, we talk about, um, we talked about, uh, you know, I shared about a guy, a question from a guy who, um, I, I just remembered, I don't remember his pseudonym, even though I just talked about it, but I know <laughs> I remember his real name, but I didn't want to share his real name cause he didn't give me permission. So I'm like, hold right. on a second. Who do I say? So from a fellow dad, uh, who is a stay-at-home dad, and he asked for practical advice. And you are you you shared that you are a stay-at-home dad. Dad, so how long have you been stay-at-home dadding? I've been a stay-at-home dad for uh, about six years now. Wow, yeah. that's a stretch, man. So yeah, like, I, yeah, yeah. So my so my daughter just turned six, and I started when she was born. I have a daughter and a son now; they're two years apart. And uh, yeah, so since. It, that wasn't the plan in any way, yeah. uh, but then it just it just kind of worked out that when she was born, I was kind of in between things, and I just kind of kept doing it, really. Uh, and I I love doing it, for sure. Uh, but yeah, six years has been, yeah, it's been a while now. Yeah, that is a, so can I ask, well, I'll ask, and you can just say no, but like, what was <laughs> the plan? 
Oh, the, the plan was get a job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah I was yeah. just, I was just in between jobs. Uh, and so I was just looking for something. And then, so the, the first day it was maternity leave came to an end. Uh, so Leanne went back to work and I just stayed home that day cause it was, that was really convenient. And I, when she got home, I, I basically just said, Hey, uh, would it be cool if I did this, uh, forever? Uh, cause we just had, it was that like magical newborn baby stage. And we just, you know, we just read books and we just hung out and it was, it, it was so neat. Uh, and it just, it yeah. just kind of, it, it was a good fit for us at the time. And it, it just still is actually. Yeah. So how has it, it been for you because like any parent who knows like there are magical stages and, and then and then we get into real life right like where it's still different kinds of magical but like the honeymoon is over and you're now a yeah. parent doing the day-to-day like how has six years been uh for you well it's exactly like you said there there have been just these there's these days that are just amazing and I wouldn't want to do anything else and then there are you know long stretches that are really tough like f- for example we had a one and a three-year-old in the house with us during 2020. And oh, yeah. I was stay, I was stay at home dadding during the time. And, um, that was, th- those were tough days. There were a lot of tough days during that time. Um, yeah. but then, you know, a, a year later they were two and four and like everyone was just kind of functioning again and we were having a great time again. Um, and so it, it's exactly like you said, there's, there's just great days. There's tough days. Um, and you try to try to really cling on to those good days. Yeah. I hate to put you on the spot. Um, so I, so I will, but also knowing that I would hate being asked this question, but I I am curious about, um, you know, the, the, the person who asked the question said, uh, um, Oh, professor Playdate is what I named him. I wouldn't say that's, (laughs) it's clever, but that's what I came up with. He's also, uh, he used to work in higher education. So I thought I was being so clever by naming him professor Playdate. Gotcha. (laughs) Um, so, uh, he, he was looking for like advice. My advice was super in the clouds and I don't even know if it was helpful, but like, as you've been navigating these years, is there anything that you're like, okay, this is here, here's some, here's things that I found helpful from anything from hyper practical, like keep snacks with you to like super like out there. Is there anything that you've been like, oh yeah, that, that has helped me a bunch. Yeah, so I, j- I jotted down a couple. First mm. of all, since you mentioned it, yeah, keep Thanks, snacks Andy. on hand uh, yeah, as often <laughs> as you can. That's <laughs> that's actually brilliant. Yeah, uh, yeah, the uh, the glove box in your car, that's a snack box now. <laughs> Load it up and just be good with it, yeah. Um, uh, the other, um, but but a couple other ones, like uh, just super practically, like a schedule is your friend. Um, yeah. If you could just, what, what we don't want to happen is you end up on, a Tuesday morning at nine o'clock saying, what should we do today? Oh yeah. That's a, that's just a tough spot to be in for everybody. Now there's, there's you're getting antsy. Everyone's starting to get like, we need to, we need to get into it. Uh, so a routine, honestly, sit down on Sunday evening. I'm saying this, like I'm really good at it. I've done this. I've, I've tried to do it as I don't often know. as I can. I don't but, think even people that are good at it would say they're good at it. And I don't yeah. think anybody's good at it. I think <laughs> we're literally like, sorry to be gross, but like doing the best we can, right? Like it's just absolutely brutal. Um, and, and well, and it's just like a, it's, you're, you're doing everything in a way for the first time that day. Cause you've never raised a, you know, your a child this age before. This is like the first time. So anyway, yeah. yeah. So wh- tell me more. You've got a list. I love it. Yeah. yeah. So with that, yeah, there's definitely has to be flexibility, you know, whatever the day needs is just kind of what the day needs. That's okay. But if you have a schedule, an idea of hey, on Tuesday, I want to go to the store on Wednesday. I want to go see this friend, whatever, whatever it is. I want to go to this park, whatever, just Mm. something to avoid that awful, what should we do today stage that 
that did that helps me a lot anyway. Yeah. And then one that I actually uh, ran into it was it was during that stretch of 2020. One year old, three year old, trapped in the house, wife working from home. Uh, it was a lot. Um, the so I think the best advice that I would give to a new stay at home dad is to get a little journal, an actual paper and pen. Um, and then just each day spend just a little bit of time writing down what was the best part of the day. Hmm. Just because the worst part of the day will be really easy to identify a lot of the time. Yeah. It, it's it's going to be the 3am feeding. It's the, it, it's the fight in target. It's the blowout in the car seat. It, yeah, yeah. And and it's just it's glaring and it's in your face and it it's yeah it's so easy to identify that um the worst part of the day and honestly like <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you if you're going into stay at home dad like those bad parts they may outweigh in quantity that just may be the truth on a lot of days yeah. um but taking a little time to write down what was the best part of the day um because those will be those could be a little more subtle it might just be like the little smile while they were asleep. Uh, yeah, man. It, it might be lunch went really well today. Right. Uh, it just, just the weird pterodactyl sound that they're making, whatever it is, uh, but taking a few minutes just to write that down um, because that'll keep those things front of mind. That'll, that'll really make you realize, um, you know, today, today might've been tough, but you know what? There were some great moments. There, there really were. Man, uh, isn't it funny how our brains work like that? Like there's like our brains are like, we, we have, well, maybe I shouldn't generalize this. My brain, and it sounds like maybe yours, oh, there's yes. like a gravitational pull towards the, the the thing that was super hard. And if you're like, you look at the day, that was 20 minutes of a whole day. And most of the day was neutral and forgettable. And then there was also the little smile while she's sleeping or the little conversation that you could tell like was beautiful or we played in a sprinkler or, you know, all of these things yeah. that were like, man, that stuff just gets washed away and all that like sticks is the target meltdown and like i, I just right. i that's such good and also like i feel like everything you just said like we're talking about stay at home daddom and i want to honor the person that asked the question but i feel like this is part of this is like stay at home anybody you know mom yes <laughs> grandparent aunt whoever just caregiver whatever as well as just human being who is navigating day to day right like there is that, I mean, that's like that Oprah gratitude journal, right? That's like, it's, yeah. it's actually a really helpful discipline. Um, and you've just illuminated it even more with where you're at day to day. Um, before I continue rambling, was there anything else on the list? Because I don't want to miss anything else you had. I think those those are kind of the big ones. Yeah. Uh, really practically keep a schedule. And then yeah. really for, for you, yeah, right. To, what was the best part of the day? Because with that, that'll really help with something that can happen very easily is yeah. you, you crash into bed at night and say, wow, that, that day that sucked. <laughs> yeah. And you wake up in the morning and say, yesterday that was hard. You know what? Today is going to be hard too. And that's a, mm -hmm. that's just a bad way to start. That's a bad way to start the day. So keeping that little journal, just writing down what was the best part. Then at least, then at least I know I'm doing my part of I'm not coming in and being the problem. Like I shouldn't be the one having the tantrum in the morning. Yeah. I, that yeah, that yeah. should, really be reserved for the three-year-old yeah, uh, that's you know and they can do it that's fine uh, but, but yeah. if i've taken my time and i've put in the effort of saying you know what today today isn't gonna suck I, yes. I'm, I'm looking forward to this day because there were great parts yesterday there's gonna be great parts today as well uh, so it can really help just to 
not only to look back, but also to set up the next day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thank you for that, Andy. That was super thoughtful. And thanks for like considering it, making a list uh, and, and giving that to us. Um, I wanted to use the rest of our time to kind of talk about a little bit of the like tiny elephant in the room, which is, uh, you know, when he wrote and said, like, I'm a stay at home dad, part of me wanted to start responding with kind of a, <laughs> a big, long, you know, written monologue essay about like, uh, you know, way to, way to buck the societal norms, way to be a stay at home dad. You know, what does it mean? Why do we, how do we think about that? What, why does society always ask dads like, Ooh, what was that decision like versus nobody asks a mom? Well, why'd you be a stay at home mom? Cause it's yeah. just right. We, we understand. And I feel like I don't need to dig myself into a hole here talking about all of these norms, but there is something I would imagine in most of the people listening who's ears perked up when they're like, oh, stay at home dad. Interesting. I wonder what that was like. Um, I guess my first question is knowing that that is the perception, like it's probably generally supportive, but also like, huh, like there's a, a second look that goes to when you say like, hey, I'm a stay at home dad. Like how have you navigated that sort of perception on, on the life that you and Leanne have chosen? Yeah. So that's, yeah, you're just to start with your, your friends are not going to get it. <laughs> it's yeah. not going to, it's, it's not going to make sense. Yeah. Uh, you know, cause I, one of the things initially I, I just hated going to like a, a party, a get together and I'm making small talk with some guy and, you know, and he wants to tell me about his job and his promotion and, and these things. And I'm happy for him, of course. Uh, and then he turns to me and says, so what do you do? Right. And as well, uh, I'm a stay at home dad. And there is that look, <laughs> there, right. there is that moment of, oh, that's. Not a not a job, yeah. Um, yeah but yeah. but yeah, but that is what you do. And um, so, I had to deal with that myself, though. Yeah, that um, I think for the most part, everyone that I, most people that I've encountered have been yeah very supportive of it. Um, especially even even like family members that just like I wasn't sure where how that was going to go. Uh, so I've seen from primarily support, um, mm. but also the the real work was for me personally um you know because i'm i would get into this mindset of oh man I'm, I'm i'm 29 i should be i should be getting a promotion i should be you know i should be building something i should be creating something I, you know what what value am i really creating and i get to the end of the day and say ah oh, what what did i really do today i just kind of mm. kept these people alive you know i could outsource that um what you know what what did i really do so the work was for me the work was realizing and just not even realizing just like slowing down a little bit and saying this th like what, what what would you rather be doing yeah. you know this is important uh this does matter and there are there are all these moments that i'm getting to be a part of now you know even just even just little like little things that happen throughout the day you know i get to be the one that tells that story <laughs> in the yeah. evening now, you know, I'm the one, I, I have the pictures on my phone. Um, and that, that's, that's special. That's something not everybody gets to do. So really for me, it was like shifting from this, you know, I, I'm missing out to now this is a privilege. Yeah. Like not everybody gets to do this. Not everybody gets to just, just have this much time with their kids. This is awesome. Like really the most, my daughter just, just turned six. She's starting first grade. So she's going to be, you know, she's going to be gone. <laughs> Yeah, F five days a week. This coming up, and uh, my son That's is four. Big. So this yeah. is pretty much this is pretty much my last year, and I will I'll only have him uh, two days a week uh, this coming year. Uh, so it it 
the, the time is kind of ending and it, it's, it's a little sad. And I'm looking back, I'm just, I'm, I'm just really glad I did it. Um, because you, you don't like, you know, I, I'm not going to be able to be a stay at home dad to that same level, um, uh, in five years, right. You can't, I can't go back to it. Um, where now I can kind of pick up where I left off. Uh, I can kind of, uh, start doing something else now. And that that's exciting too. But I think to the, to the, t- to the stay at home dad, who's kind of getting started is really just try to embrace that as much as that doesn't sound practical. Um, just looking at it as this is, this is one of the best things you can do with your time then. And it's limited time. <laughs> and yeah. so embrace it almost as almost look at it like as, as that privilege that it is. Totally, man. That is, um, that is really wise and a really good perspective. Does it make, does time make those conversations easier? Cause I'm sure you still, I mean, we're, do, we're doing a version of it today, but I'm sure every time you meet someone new and you do the conversation and they're like, what do you do? And you know, cause everybody does this in the first, like what else is there to talk about? Um, has it made that conversation a little less uh, weird? Like, have you just, have, do you feel more comfortable navigating that now that you've been doing it for six years or is it still like uh, at, at all, like, you know, kind of an awkward moment? Uh, it's, it's a little bit of both. Yeah. 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 So yeah, the first, that the first handshake, what do you do? Stay at yeah. home dad. That, that kind of just always goes the same way. Yeah. Um, but it is different for me. It mm. is. There, there isn't that, I think I'm going to use the word shame, yeah, <laughs> embarrassment, yeah. like, um, just, you know, as a, it, as a, as a, as we'll call it just as a man, you should be doing something bigger with your life. Um, that was once I kind of worked through that, then there was like, yeah, it almost, almost more of a pride now. Yeah. I'm a stay at home dad. I, 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 I like doing it. Yeah. Um, and so, um, yeah, that does, that does get easier. That does, you do kind of get the hang of it initially. That's weird. Uh, but, um, yeah, that, uh, it's almost like building confidence in it and realizing that not only is it important, it is a hard job Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and it matters and it, yeah. And I'm glad. Yeah. And so, yeah, now that I'm kind of glad that I'm doing it. Yeah. It is easier. And you feel like you and Leanne have found a good balance with that. Cause I know it's kind of like started as sort of a non-decision decision. <laughs> like, okay, we're just going to continue this. But like that after the six years, like you guys have found a good like balance in your marriage on how to like navigate, you know, cause like you're both a different kind of tired at the end of the day, but you're both tired. You've both had different experiences. You've gotten to see a part of the kid's life that no matter how many I messages you send, she won't see, right? Like you're right. just getting this. <laughs> How, like you guys have been able to navigate that balance together. Yeah. And that's something that she's been so great at is mm. I, um, it, we've had to keep adjusting as we've gone, you know, having, having just one at home, that was one thing. Then having just one, one and a half year old, that was a different thing. The one and three year old, the, the four and six, it's, it's all been a little bit different and something she's been so good at is like monitoring my like burnout level. Oh, that's cool. Um, because the, you know, one of the one of the tough parts about being a stay at home dad is Tuesdays and Saturdays look awfully similar, huh? And you're never really off the clock, um, so it, it it's difficult to know like, am I recharging or am I just still watching the kids? Uh, so something that she's been really good about is just saying, "Hey, you need to." <laughs> just this week, she's like, "Hey, you need to go to the driving range, man." Like, um. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah, yeah. You, I, I, you need this, and I can watch the kids for a little bit. I'll put them both to bed tonight. Um, we're just, you know, you, it, 
you clearly need a little bit of space right now. You're a little, little burned out because it is a lot. It is, it yeah. is a lot. It, um, it's, it's a lot of time with them. It's good. It is, but it is a lot, <laughs> a lot of yeah. good. Um, and so, yeah, we've, we, yeah, she's always been very supportive of the whole thing. Um, and been really good at monitoring me and uh, yeah, Definitely. during the whole thing. Yep. Yeah. And the underlying piece of this we never even talked about is that there used to be that perception of like, oh, being a stay-at-home parent, what's your job? I'm like, I don't even talk about that anymore because it is so freaking hard. Like, <laughs> it is so hard to parent. Um, so I, I appreciate that Leanne is like helping you balance that burnout. And that is a fascinating thing. Like Tuesdays and Saturdays kind of look the same. Like that is exactly, that is the, that's the quote. Like, um, and okay, so we're out of time. This is supposed to be a short show and I just keep talking and talking. <laughs> I really appreciate you and I really appreciate you sharing. Um, thank you for doing this. Thanks for basically talking to a relative stranger. And thank you to Leanne, who I guess I got to make eye contact with, which was so <laughs> sad. We have to, where do you all live? I mean, generally, you don't have to tell me specifically. We're in South Central Pennsylvania. Oh, well, you know, I'm in DC. So okay, well, yeah. I don't know why you'd know that, but I live <laughs> right outside of DC. So if you're ever down to visit the Capitol, we should all have coffee together or come over and I'll smoke meat for you all. And we can do more than just make eye contact because our kids would love your age kids. They would just envelop them into their world and we could actually just sit and talk as adults. No, that's a plan. That sounds good, man. Dude, I would love that, Andy. <laughs> okay. Do you mind if I close out the show with you on it just because I'm lazy and I don't like to edit? No, that's great. Okay. I feel like you appreciate that as a podcaster. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Um, <laughs> All right. Uh, well, my deepest thanks to Andy Buckwalter. Make sure that you are listening to his podcast with his brother, who is a nerd, <laughs> bro and the nerd. Um, uh, check that out on wherever podcasts are found. Do you guys have a website or should we just be searching for bro and the nerd on wherever we listen to the podcast? Yep. Anywhere you listen to podcasts. Yep. Great. And you putting out episodes still? You're like keeping it up to date? Yeah, weekly. Nice. Andy, that's hard to do. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, you and I are speaking the same language. Uh, so thank you to Andy. Thank you to Leanne. Thank you to Andy's family. Uh, and thank you for being here today. Uh, as always, Uncle Jimmy, my brother, edits uh, the newsletter. Thank you, Uncle Jimmy, for doing that. If you need him to edit anything for you, he is available. His contact information is in the show notes. And one last thing, quick reminder, the podcast survey is still up and running. So many of you have filled it out and would love your feedback on the show uh, it is totally a, a selfish ask. There's nothing to win. It is just helpful for me to find out how we're doing um, on doing the best we can. I think that's about it. Andy, again, you're awesome. Bro and the nerd. Uh, thank you so much to Professor Playdate who wrote in. I'm glad we got to discuss a bit of your life today. All right, that's it. I'm already hard at work on next week. I will see you next time on doing the best we can. <laughs>